Let's see how this works. Let's see. Hello. Oh. I've always wanted to start off this way. <laughs> out of my face. Get the fuck out of my face. To me, that's a that's an excellent intro song. I don't know about you guys. Love Sounds it. perfect. All right. Well, welcome. This is Talking Brap, episode one. I'm Roy. Here with me is Aaron and Mike. Uh, we're going to do a little intros here for a minute, just so people can get to know us a little bit. Uh, my name's Roy. Uh, got into the Harley Davidson world in around 10. I've been riding for 20 plus years. I uh, got my first motor bike at 15. It was a 1978 Vespa Chow. You had to pedal it to start it, and it did about 27 miles an hour. But I was hooked from then. Um, you know, like most of us here, we're all Harley-oriented. Uh, I did ride metric bikes for many years, but let's face it, Harley, uh, Harley makes a damn good bike, and uh, we love them. Mike is a performance guru dyno tuning guru why don't you tell us something about yourself mike well on the performance i am at the blacklight lounge and um i had the saturday night gig but i didn't make enough so now i'm on sunday afternoons (laughs) all right what time is that (laughs) it's open 24 hours technically there's this doesn't really have hours just just depends on how many people are in there. Yeah, it's weird when you get into that business. All right. It just kind of depends on uh, the flow of the customer traffic. Gotcha. And how much they've had to drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Over here we got Aaron. He is, well, you know, parts specialist and a cosmetic. What was it I thought of earlier today? Um, he's very good at the cosmetic stuff. Let's go with that. The cosmetic stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, I, you know, people can sit down and pick stuff out and say, this is going to look good. This is going to look bad. And I'm not one of those guys. I would, well, thank you. I'll take that. I, I would sit down and, you know, end up painting way too much crap. And when it got done, it would look cheap. And you know, <laughs> it, it's just how, how things work for me. I know where my strengths and weaknesses are and like. Uh, color and creativeness are really not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to overdo. Definitely easy to overdo it. So what about you, man? So tell, us, tell the guys a little bit about yourself here. Well, uh, kind of like you've been riding all my life. Um, I got sat on a bike the first time when I was five years old and had the hook in my mouth ever since. I actually bought that bike that I sat on. Wait. Yeah? I didn't realize we were doing that bio. <laughs> <laughs> I got confused for a second. <laughs> you want to go back? No, go ahead. I'll just <laughs> yeah. go after you. Well, anyway, I bought that bike back. Turn uh, that mic a little bit more towards you. Turn that sh- turn them shits up. Yeah, well, no, the other way. Because where it picks up is the front there. There you go. That bike was a 77 Yamaha XS650. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be an awesome bike right now. Okay. I got it. I have it. it. I'm nice. going to bring it into the shop. It needs a little bit of uh, carburetor work, which is, I'm, I mean, I'm an EFI guy. All yeah. the carburetors I know are Me too. Chevrolet 4412s and the four barrels yeah. and stuff Holly like that. 750 double yeah, yeah. That, and that's, you can rebuild it in like 15 minutes. That's you know? <laughs> yeah, kind of part and, of my and background. Then it, and then it takes three and a half days to dial in the accelerator pump. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And then the weather changes and, you know, <laughs> you got to do something yeah. else. And then add to that, you know, there's two carburetors in that thing trying to get them to sync and all that. Forget about it. It's not, yeah. it's, it's. 
out of my expertise. So, Mike, <laughs> you'll be helping me with that. Yeah, I had twin carbs <laughs> on a Kawasaki I had, and um, I synced them up. Never really had a problem. It was one of my favorite bikes I ever owned. It was really cheesy. If if you guys saw it, you would be like, oh, yeah, that's totally a bike for you. <laughs> like, it just it totally, it, it was it was my thing. I rode it for, I think I put 50,000 miles on that thing. So, Damn. Um, yeah, I rode the wheels off of it, put three staters in it, pulled the motor out of it three times blew it up and rode it 150 miles after I blew the water pump in it. So, drunk as shit. Technically, my first bike was a Yamaha 650 Maxim. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that yeah. a twin? Yeah. And I was, I was like 12, yeah. 13. I don't even know where how I got it. I don't remember where. I mean, I just like, my dad was like, here's a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he would never let me have the any Harleys or See, work I'm, on them or anything. I'm the only person in my family that rides. Um, my uncle was into like dirt bikes and off-road stuff and he had bought a few bikes, but I mean, he, he just never really rode. He, he was into it, but you know, he was working hard. He was doing all kinds of stuff. So he never got to ride. He'd buy bikes and I would ride them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I got to ride for most of my, my younger years was he would buy cool stuff and I would ride the shit out of it. So yeah, I was always into motorcycles. Yeah. I, my dad got me a little mini bike when I was, I don't even, I was like four. And, uh, I, he would start it for me because it had a little, it was like a little lawnmower motor. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like the hand, the, he, yeah. I, th- I think he made it. Yeah. I was too young. I don't remember, you know, I did a lot of drugs back then. So my <laughs> yeah. memory kind of fades in and out. <laughs> but I remember him saying that as soon as I was big enough to start it on my own, he was going to sell it. And I was, and I remember like being four, like, how the hell are you going to know if I can start it? Yeah. Well, the day that I could start it. I started it when nobody was home and I decided to ride it down to the store and I got out on the road and I rode it and crashed in the middle of the street and made a big scene with the cops and all that, you know, and they're picking up this little kid and they take me home and my dad's like, yep, I'm selling it. <laughs> was, I told you. He had, a, he had a premonition about you, obviously. Yeah. 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 How's he going to know? You oh, knew how that shit was going to turn out. Oh, that's yeah. How he knows. yeah, I walked into a lot of that when I was young. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get the bug, it, it you know it's pretty hard to shake at, at that point. Um, you know, I think in, in, anybody that, that that rides on a regular definitely has the bug. Um, some guys, I think, buy bikes because they think they're cool, but they don't have the bug. You buy you them know? to make them cool. I mean, that's what yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, look at my bike. It it needs lots of stuff to be cool. Have you ever I owned a stock bike? It. Have you ever left a bike completely stock? No. Yeah, like, no. what's the point, right? Well, that's the, somebody I'm hoping to talk to tonight. Um, a buddy of mine down in Florida, he's got a little um, side company, if you will, where he does um, T-shirts and stickers and, like, strange things for a motor, but um, it's SBS and it's Stock Bike Suck. Perfect. And, yeah, he, he he's done custom bikes. He's been a bike builder. He's done a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, he's he's he rides a 103 uh, Road Glide that's pretty nasty. Uh, comp delete, all that stuff, you know, he's, and, and he, he's pretty much worked out. Of, I think pretty sure it's still a one Oh three. And I think he's worked it out about as far as you can go with a one Oh three, you know, um, without big born and all that. And it, it gets up the moves, man. It's a, it's a nice little bike, but yeah. Um, you know, we had talked a little bit earlier. We were going to kind of touch on exhaust a little bit tonight. Cause, uh, what Mike's been doing in the shop and, um, for those that don't know, we, we all three actually work in a shop, uh, here just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Mike does a lot of performance and dyno tuning. Uh, we have a customer with a, was it a fat boy low, uh, that he has, uh, in stages done all kinds of stuff to this thing. Uh, and his last 
bid is what a one twenty four, one twenty eight, one twenty eight. Okay, one twenty eight. And uh, when you got it on the dyno, you found that the exhaust was hurting performance. Oh, it was um, bad. Yeah, we how, saw how we saw work? it start on the one seventeen actually when we built that motor. Okay, it was kind of pushing the limit. It's got a really really good set of heads on it, really good throttle body on it. And um, real aggressive cam, real aggressive cam. Yeah, a lot of overlap in the cam. And uh, he's you know running on the dyno and running on the dyno, and it just seemed to plateau. And even at that point, we were kind of shaking our head, going, Man, it might not be enough. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, we you know, on the dyno sheet, there was a, a pretty good dip there in the low end. Yeah, it had um, like <laughs> like 90 horsepower till 3000, and then it rocked us up to 130. Because I finally yeah. it took man, it probably took two or three hours just to work out the top end of it you know at the bottom i was like man i think i ran that for probably 20 minutes and then i called aaron and i was like hey uh i don't know if this is gonna work (laughs) it sucks because it was like a like an 1800 pipe or something like that you know and the guy's got money in it and it looked really good on the bike it sounds really really ratty nasty on the bike and it's just kind of a shame it doesn't work but hey if it doesn't work it doesn't work it's coming off yeah, and you know, and, and, and me and Mike had t- kind of talked about this, and 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 I have dyno tuning experience and, and whatnot, and um, you know, that's kind of what separates me from the really good tuners. Um, I can get you a good tune, but uh, if I put it on the dyno and it's not, you know, putting performance out that I think it should, um, that's about where my expertise starts to run out. You know, I I probably wouldn't have just said, Hey, this exhaust is not breathing. You know, it would probably would have taken somebody else to, to put me in there. But, uh, that's, that's part of why Mike does what he does. And, and, uh, truth be, truth be told on that side of it, we cheat a little bit in that we've got some references that we can look at on what similar builds do. And we can, you know, we look really carefully about, you know, at say this setup on a different pipe, completely acted different yeah so we can kind of pull from that and you know it's not build for build part for part exactly the same but you can go hey wait a minute that's the only you know the only change that we made there so that kind of gives us a hint as to where we can look well and, and we're lucky because we've done so many now you yeah. know and, and and we have where we're we're trying so hard to get the word out that that this is something that we're striving to be real skilled at so yeah you know we we have a lot of people come in so when we when we get a new cam that we try or a new exhaust we can usually talk two or three people into buying it yeah you know yeah it happens a lot yeah Uh, in our shop it happens a lot that's for sure so that we can part of it is because you know if we don't like it we won't then we're like okay that's it you know you know like this particular brand of pipe is great for twin cam and and evo and it was from a real well-known drag racing record holder bonneville but the milwaukee eight motors are different and they're different enough that if you go into this engine with all the things that you know work you're not gonna make it yeah you you know you're gonna get so far and that's it you know when 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 the milwaukee eight first dropped um you know i came from florida at a shop that was also very performance oriented um, uh, you know, one of the guys, uh, and, and, and one episode we'll have to get into the, the whole tuning thing, TTS and all of that. Um, one of the guys that had a shop right down the street from us, for those who don't know, um, basically teaches people how to dyno tune. Uh, he's been doing it for like 40 freaking years or whatever. That's all he does is dyno tune Harleys. Um, literally wrote the book that MMI uses to, uh, train people on dynos. 
Uh, I'm sure it's been modified a little since then, but you know, he was the first one to come in and do that. Um, not necessarily the easiest person to deal with if you, if you don't know how to take him, you know, kind of. He seems really to be the guys nice guy. that really know what they're doing are that way. Yeah, yeah, really nice We guy run into and, a lot of and, and, but, but he can kind of rub people the wrong way. So, um, but, you know, he, he builds anything, panheads, whatever, he does it. Um, and he's, you know, has to be one of the best tuners out there. You know, he's very hard to deal with and whatnot for a lot of people, but. Um, I had the good fortune of working down the street from him and learning a lot from him. Um, the person that I worked with very closely, much like Mike that did all the dyno tuning there for the most part, um, worked with him on the weekends on the side for years. Um, so he had soaked a lot up from him. Um, and I always tell people there's there are only three dyno tuners that I know of that actually dyno tune motorcycles. That's Mike, my, you know, my buddy Corey and, and doc down South, uh, the only that I've met, you know, that's not saying that other people aren't, but the people that I've met that I've talked to that tune, you can pick them out pretty quickly, whether or not they know what they're talking about, you know, and Mike does. Well, the, the hard thing about it is it's not, it's, it's really difficult to actually learn how to do it because really the only people that know how to do it are your competitors. Yeah. And so if you start, you know, I mean, anybody can go in and look at an air fuel line and adjust the air fuel up and down and then try to make sense of it and make it so that it doesn't have a lot of decel afterburn and doesn't stall when you wrap the throttle. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of people, they go to, you know, the, um, like uh, dyno jet, they have the basic dyno tuning school. Yeah. Then they use power vision. Well, it teaches you how to strap down the motorcycle, how to hook everything up, how to run auto tune, and how to do it how to very log, quickly. Yeah how, yeah, how to log events, you know, and, and things like that. But, and I've actually tried to cons- consort with PowerVision, you know, a few times, because sometimes you just run into things that are difficult, yeah. you know. Sometimes you'll have a, an air fuel spike or you'll have a, a drop in power, and, and we ran into it a lot with the M8s when we started doing the performance, this performance stuff, you know, putting these high compression 117s and, you know, only two companies make exhaust, you yeah. know, and so you're like trying to trying to figure out, you know, we, we get this SNS huge cam on there and we're like, okay, well, this cam is, the, let's throw this thing on there. Oh, yeah, it'll yeah. run great. You know, SNS is like, do it. And you're running, you're like, man, this doesn't seem like it's running great. Yeah, and it's really been in the last year or so that we've really gotten anything good for the M8. Uh, you know, like I was, I was kind of getting at earlier, when the M8 first came out, um, you know, down south, we kind of, like any shop that's performance oriented kind of has, you know, contact with all the D and D and all those people um, and what they're doing. And, and when the Milwaukee eight hit, these guys are all making pipes for them and they're, they're not making more power. Yeah. And, yeah. And they were all kind of scratching their head. How do we sell us $800 set of headers? If it's not going to make more power and, and some of them make less. Yeah. yeah we've no, seen, we've seen yeah. some of them like yeah. repeatedly, the same issues, same, like you can, and you start to break down. What is it? What is it? And you find little design cues in it and you yeah. go, that's not working. Well, you, know, you get these guys that, oh man, I got to have my long shots with their fishtails, man. It looks so fucking sweet. Your bike's going to run like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a stage four yeah. with, 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 uh, Samson eight foot long fishtails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, and they're pitched off to a half an inch wide at the fucking back. <laughs> from a, and he yeah. wonders why it's not running good. From know? a sales perspective yeah. up there at the counter, 
uh, I spend a lot of time with people actually kind of talking them off the fence a little bit. Like they get an idea of what they think they want in the bike and I got to yeah. kind of tell them what they need on the bike. Yeah. And it, you know, after a while, some people you can convince some you can't. And then you learn real quick, you know, Hey, this is a really a performance minded person yeah. or they're not. Some people just want looks, man. They don't care about anything yeah. else. They just want to look cool. And that's fine. You know what? Yeah. You want to do that. It changes, uh, my direction with yeah. that with that person yeah. that's fine you know what this is the direction you want to go not a problem we'll send you that way but don't have expectation that it's going to run and, and that's you know, why up we're here really with the big lucky, boys you know with the you know kind of where we're back on topic with the the soft tail the fat boy um the customer that we're dealing with there is is uh very receptive to what we have to tell him and i believe now are we getting into maybe doing a custom exhaust for that yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna build fabricate one. a pipe yeah okay. aaron and i are gonna build it and he nice. he literally said he said I don't care what it looks like I want it to run yeah so that that gets me rubbing my hands together because uh, I come yeah. from a I come from a <laughs> stock car racing background and it doesn't matter what stuff looks like well you know oh, on, oh on I, thought, I thought note, you were going to say because I can make um, some pretty ugly things put on we we built some really ugly stuff that you ran really, really good yeah when we went through MMI um, they gave us formulas for calculating exhaust length for hitting the sonic pulses mm-hmm. um probably a little over the head of some people but um i won't get on that too much because we could probably talk for a long time on right. that but um you know there are tuned links for first second third pulse and things like that um that may be worth looking into in fact in fact mine are probably sitting right over here <laughs> one of the things you run into though with that is the big variable that you have is your exhaust timing yeah. So if you have like a, a a long duration heavy overlap cam, the exhaust timing is going to change that formula. So these these motors don't fire ninety or one hundred and eighty out. They don't. They fire at some odd angle, like two seventy yeah. and uh, it's like what is it two two hundred and seventy degrees or something. Like I read something on it and I've, I've forgotten it. But I'm off today. I'm not doing math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a beer in my hand. Sorry. I'll carry, I'll carry the bag on that one. <laughs> Yingling Black and Tan, <laughs> yeah. America's oldest yeah. brewery. We are drinking, by the way. This is, I think, going to be a common theme. Yes. Um, hey, the, you know, that's kind of what this is all about. People say, why are you doing a podcast? I don't know. Why? Why not? And they're like, well, what are you, you going to do it about? And I was like, well, of course it's going to be motorcycles. I ride a motorcycle every day. When it's 30 degrees outside, I'm on my bike. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. what else would it be about? I'm, you know, I love motorcycles. So, um you know, but, oh, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And I said, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. We're going to sit down. We're going to turn on some microphones and we're going to let this, let this happen. See what happens. You know, um, I'm hoping my buddy gives me a call here, uh, very shortly, but you know, basically, you know, what, what we're, what we're talking about for the most part on the exhaust is, is, you know, you, a lot of pipes look good and most of those pipes don't run good, uh, for the most part, you know, and, and it also depends on your riding style and what you're looking for. Because if you ride like I do, a set of short shots would probably be great for you. You know what I mean? Because I'm always in the upper RPMs. I'm bouncing off the rev limiter all the time, and I love making noise. Um, so, you know, a pipe like that is going to fit for me. Um, is it what I would choose? No. I'm going to go with two into one or, you know, something I know I can make a little more power out of. But Yeah, I was um, about to leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, for, for a few second, I was yeah. like, Roy, I'm at the wrong podcast. Yeah, do, yeah, do we, yeah, I'm sorry, I came to the wrong place. <laughs> and it hit us. We don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you, know, you have those guys that sit down and they're like, man, I beat the hell out of my bike. I run the RPMs and I want to make as much noise as possible. And you're like, yeah, fuck it. Short yeah, shot. A two, for you, man. A two, a two to one still going to do better, Roy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I Who know. are you and what did you do with Roy? Well, you know me. I've, I've been researching. I, I've, I've been on the, the 
the notorious hammer website for the, the sportsters and, and they have this pipe. I can't think of the name of it right now. And it, it's, you know, what you run when you're running hundred plus horsepower on these things. Uh, and, um, is it a cone? No, it's not a cone actually. And they have all the stuff listed on there, all the pipes compared to each other. And this man, I, I you know, I think I know which one oh, you're talking about. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. The bat phone is ringing. Uh, Caller one, you're on the air. I one. Uh, no, I think we're going post fader here. So first time, long time, oh. buddy. Hello, post fader. You're on the air. Mike, are you on there? Yes. Did I go the wrong way? I don't know, but I'm I'm on here. Hello. Hello. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Can you hear us? Hello. Uh oh, we're having technical difficulties here. Fire the engineer. Where'd he go? Yeah, who is the goddamn? <laughs> uh, He's the guy that likes short shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains everything. Ooh, fine. Um, but thank you, because the one thing I do use up there, like when, once I realize that I've like completely just shit on someone's, like you know, they got that idea in their head what they're gonna do. I want to put short shots on it, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Really? I do go back to what you do all the time, though. You're like, you know uh, what, though? So they Mike, do tune all right. Uh, <laughs> they tune well. Hey, they do. They I don't tune. feel so bad shitting on them, you know. It's yeah, like, I'll tell you what. They're, they're, you know, the Vance and Hines, short shots, rad, big radius, long shots are their best tuning pipes. Are they, you there, Mike? It looks like he's on, he's maybe, on the line. Maybe he got scared. I, I don't think he got scared. He's not that tight. Well, uh, he... He went away awful quick. Is this the phone that they just fixed for you? Maybe he heard Maybe. the... Hey. <laughs> just saying. They didn't fix it, but yeah. Maybe um, he heard about the short shots was like, I called the wrong show. So what? I'm, I'm kind of confused as to why it's not working. But, they, you know, they don't make a lot of power, but they make power in all the right places. And they make they make me money yeah. because they're super easy to tune. And they have really great looking curves. And, you know... Like next week when this podcast is viral, we'll have a screen up here and we'll and we'll like show some screens of different different graphs. Graphs that'd be awesome. Dynatune graphs and we'll be like, hey, check this out. Look at those short shots; those are sweet. Um, While we're waiting, Mike, why don't you talk a little bit too? Since we're talking about sheets and all that kind of stuff, the difference between peak horsepower and area of the curve and all that kind of stuff. Does that make any sense to talk about it all? I don't know. <laughs> 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 What do you mean? <laughs> does it make sense to you? It does. Oh, well then. Let's it means it. a lot to me anyway. Let's see what's going on here. Oh, wait, I hear something. Do wait. you hear something? I do. It sounds like a phone underwater. You have to answer it, Roy. No, somebody else has to answer it. Do I need to answer it? Why was it? How, how can they see me? How did they see me? <laughs> ah, I love that. Let's see here. Well, it worked with my setup before, which was not working. So I changed the setup here before recording. And now it's and not working. That's not working either. Um, I'm a little confused. Uh, let's try Let's try Mike again here. I'm right here. Oh, are you calling him now? Yeah. I'm going to call him. See, I got I got audio this time. And he should have... Hello. Hey, Mike, can you hear me this time? 
Yeah, that's better, dude. Oh, yeah, that's a we got better. it. All right, all right. See, I knew I knew we weren't going to be. Uh, I knew I was close, at least. So, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? All you know, living the dream. Well, I'm I'm here that's with what I my. Do every day. Yeah, I know you do. You live in the same world we do. So I'm here with my buddy Aaron and Mike and. Well, we were talking about uh, how exhaust makes a big difference, especially when you're getting into these big inch motors and stuff. And I know you you big inched your sporty, didn't you? Yeah, it um, started life as an eight eighty three, and then it went to an eighty eight cubic inch, and now it's a ninety. And still only twenty dollars a month to insure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What he say? I didn't hear. <laughs> he said, "Still only twenty dollars a month to insure." <laughs> yeah, right. No, just don't put insurance on. Yeah. <laughs> so you drag race this bike, or do you? Is it a, a daily driver? Uh, it was originally when it was an eighty-eight inch. Um, it was kind of teetering both. I did a lot of drag racing with it, but I could run it down the street. But now when I did the 90, uh, I went to race gas. Oh. And, it, I mean, like, I could probably slip it down to the bar and stuff like that. It doesn't do bad, but you can uh, let it sit at a red light and, you know, do that stuff. Like, you just have to yeah. babysit it. Got to hold it at 2,000 RPMs. What what, uh, what kind of power are you pushing out of that thing now? Uh, So it did 126 horsepower and 103 foot-pound torque. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm shooting for like just under 110 if I can have my way with mine. What are you going to do 1275? Yeah, you know we, uh, you know, I kind of you know you can't help but go to the hammer site when you when you're doing that stuff because uh, they obviously right. pretty much do it best. Um, we deal with another company um, that does a lot of head work for us, and I'm kind of curious to see what happens if I can send them the head. So I haven't made up my mind now. what I'm going to do yet, but it's probably going to be a 1275 base. My, um, the 88 inch kit, so I did all the motor building stuff and all the assembly, uh, but the machine working stuff on the first time went to NRHS. Okay. And if you go to their website and click on their dyno sheets, unless he's changed something, I'm still the first dyno sheet. Nice. <laughs> uh, and that was, that motor did a hundred and, it was doing 120. And I can't remember the torque number, but it couldn't live there. It was just, it, it couldn't stand it. So we backed it up, and the final tune on that was like 114.93. Yeah. Um, when I went with the 90, I went with hand performance. And uh, basically because of the heads, because they came out with, with that BFH head. Yeah. Is that their, like, crush or whatever they call it? Well... So they, they originally had, yeah, you know, like what you said, crush and sledge and stuff. But then maybe like a year ago, he came out, and it, it's not really easy to find on their website. It's a lot easier if you Google BFH head yeah. handle performance <laughs> and then go that way. Yeah. But he actually, he changes, he welds the floor of the head up, and he, he changes the placement of the valve face in the chamber. Oh, okay. Uh, and nice. he leaves the tip in the same spot, so you can use the same valve train geometry. Okay. Um, but you're limited. Without doing that, you're limited with the valve size that you can go. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. What for um, <clears throat> cylinder to, I'm sorry, piston to valve clearance? Issue? No, just the physical size of the head. Well, that oh, valve to valve, valve clearance. Valve to valve. Yeah, yeah valve okay. to valve clearance in itself, yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can only go so big before you, everything starts contacting itself. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I wanted to call you, Mike, because I know you're, you're, you're in what, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yep. you know, we do, we do lots of Milwaukee eight stuff, but, um, we, not a lot of people bring sportsters for us to trick out. The only sportsters we get to do are our own. <laughs> I think everybody has They're one on. yeah. at least, you know, but, um, we don't have anybody, you know, that's willing to come in and drop 10 grand on a sportster like they are, a, you know, a Milwaukee eight soft tail or, you know, whatever else right. it is. Um, you know, so we don't get to play around much. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk to you and pick your brain a little bit and, you know, see, see how that all turned out for you. Cause I know we had talked when I was down in Florida, um, about you maybe bringing it down and tuning it. Uh, did you, are you still running a super tuner on that? Idiot. Yeah. I still run a super tuner. Wow. Um, what, what cams are you running in it? Yeah. So it has a red shift, uh, 643. Okay. Um, so and you've got you got the O seven XL on their website, the Mike Blankenship. It's a good looking oh, yeah. it's a good looking curve. Yeah. Let me see that Mike. <laughs> They're Googling it while we're talking, so <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it, so the eighty eight inch motor had an inch nine forty camshaft or a, I'm sorry, an inch nine forty intake valve in it. Mm-hmm. And when we went with um the BFH heads, it let me put a two oh two intake valve in. Nice. Oh, there you go. Um, what, how, so, how, you know, how far over did you go on the exhaust? What was that, Roy? How far over did you go on the exhaust? Did you just go like a one over? Did you go when you went to the BFH head? Did you go a bigger exhaust valve as well? It, it has a bigger exhaust valve, but I can't even begin to tell you what size. <laughs> I would have to look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember all the numbers either. What's the compression side at? The exhaust, as you know, is nowhere near as critical. I mean, it, it wants to get out once it's in there. The issue is trying to get it in there. Yeah. Uh, what kind of exhaust are you running? Well, and so that's what's different on the M8s, man. Yeah. On the M8s, getting it in the head is no problem. It's getting it out. They're, they're, it's like almost like the tables have flipped on their head. Yeah, it's, so a little, super a little strange. background, Mike. We... we we have a 128, I thought it was a 124, but a 128-inch Milwaukee 8 that we have put several different exhausts on, um, almost all of which are lacking in the bottom end and not flowing properly for this 128-inch motor. Um, we ended up putting... Uh, a factory a, FXDR collector, yeah. like head, header pipe. Yeah, yeah. no just, muffler. Just a header pipe, no muffler. A with, fa- yeah, from an FXDR factory. With, with the catalyst and in it. And it gained how much horsepower and torque? 30 horsepower and torque at 3,000 RPMs. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we didn't no air fuel, nothing. Just put the exhaust on, warmed it up, ran it one time. the The curve looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It still only made like 135 horsepower and 135 torque, which it should be in the mid 140s to maybe. We're gonna try to kiss 150 if we can. But it was it was uh, real eye opening because I mean we're using you know professional race exhaust and two three tried three different two-inch head pipe collectors, all kinds of different scenarios. Yeah. Nothing would breathe, and then we pop that stock one on there, and it just blew everything out of the water. And that's an inch-and-three-quarter primary into a three-inch collector. 
So, yeah, just tells you a lot about what the collector was doing there to us. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, and and you know, it, the Milwaukee is still pretty new, so we're all kind of learning, you know, as we do this stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, to see you know gains like that off an exhaust. Um, especially just throwing a header on it with no no mufflers or anything. And it's got just the catalyst in there. Um, obviously, Harley's doing something right with their header uh, for the most part. If you can throw that thing on a 128 and it makes good power, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, <laughs> you can't argue with those numbers. You yeah. Know? Um, but, you know, and, and the reason Mike's being kind of vague with the, with the, the pipes and stuff is because we're not here to bash anybody. Um, you know, and, 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 and these companies that we're getting these parts from, um, you know, they're probably not testing them on the, you know, one twenty eights with what five twenty cams or something in them or something crazy. Five fifty cams. Um, you know, they're probably not getting a chance to test on that stuff. So it's not their fault. You know, they're, they're testing on bikes with, with lower output. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we just have to kind of pave the way and, and, and figure something out on our own. And, and that's what we're getting into now. Um, is trying to build a custom exhaust for it. But yeah, what we have seen is <clears throat> the manufacturers that try to apply exactly what they did on a twin cam to an M8, it's just, it's not going to work. Yeah. Stuff we're, we're having to change. Philosophy. Yeah. The, you have yeah, to change the, your philosophy. The whole plan of attack has to change. It's just different. The The port design in the head is different. The flow is different, and we have to adapt to it. So, Mike, do you guys do a lot of Milwaukee 8 performance stuff over there, or...? We do, but not, like, to the extent of you guys. You know, I watch the videos and stuff. You, you guys yeah. just have a lot more, probably the word is flexibility than I do. Yes. You, you work for a dealership? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, flexibility is a good term. Yeah. Good I mean, way to put it. You know, when... when um the 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 shop that we work at the owner is kind of um all about performance and uh kind of you know we're going to do what customers want to do uh you know we're not sticking right, well, so we're not sticking the middle finger up at people but if a guy wants to put money into his motor why wouldn't we you know well and not not only that but how many of you guys are there what do you mean how many take uh 5 5 or 6 yeah five. okay so now, you know, I'm a master tech, but I'm, I am the service manager. Yeah. Calculators and keyboards. There is <laughs> yes. one other tech. Yeah. So, you know. To, yeah, you get him tied up in a 20-hour job and, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so now, now we're trying to remedy that. We absolutely are. But um, techs are getting a little hard to come by. Um, so, yeah, while he's tied up in a 20-hour job, I have to be handling the rest of you know, the service. So I sure, kind of sure. go from manager back in the master tech role, which I don't really care for any longer. Well, yeah, part of what I we do you. when we do these motors, though, is we set the expectation in the beginning that when they go down this road, they're going to not see their bike for a month, sometimes six weeks, you know? And that oh, gives yeah. that yeah. gives us the time that uh, we did an FXTR about a month ago, and Andrews actually made a prototype 550 cam for us to put in one of our real big motors and they gave it to us and then they gave one to revolution performance and neither of us have run it yet because we tried to put it in a in a high compression 117 and it was exactly the same thing i'm running into with the 128 it just wouldn't i ran it for like 10 minutes on the dyno and was like okay you know what we're taking this cam out it's yeah. too much it, it's too much for the motor it's not going to tune. It's not going to tune well. 
and then we put ended up putting a smaller cam in it and the bike made 128 horsepower and 127 torque out of 117 cubic inch m8 yeah and then I talked to the manufacturer right after that because we have a really good you know relationship with this manufacturer, and he tells me, yeah, you know what, it kind of stands to reason a little bit. The only other person that has that cam on the planet is going to put it in a 139. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of went, okay, yeah, that kind of makes a little bit of sense yeah. why like it that, would not that run. 151 they got out there. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 A cam that goes in that doesn't work in a, in a, in a 107, you know. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you, that's not how it works. So. Well, um, unfortunately, though, you know, you talk to manufacturers and, and people – that are trying to sell things and they want to sell you things. Yeah. So they don't necessarily tell you what to actually do when you want to buy their product. They're like, yes, buy it. It will work great. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I've seen. Um, I know Mike can probably attest. You probably spent some time on the phone with hammer. Um, I've heard really good things about him that he's not really the type to just try to sell you something, but you know, to try to treat you right and make sure you get it right. Um, right. You know, he, he, he's obviously built himself a hell of a following because, you know, um, they definitely know what they're doing with the sporties. Uh, it, uh, it's good stuff from, you know, from what I can tell. And it's held together with me. Now, yeah. I don't totally thrash one to death, but. What do you, what do you, what do you run in that thing? You run an eight mile, quarter mile? What are you running? Whatever. I, it's got a chain drive on it. Yeah. So it depends on whatever I want to do. I just set the chassis up. So. If I want to run, if I want to run an eighth, I run a '63 rear pulley or rear sprocket. And if I want to run a quarter, I just down it and swap and put a '62 rear sprocket. Nice. What are you running in a quarter on that thing? I haven't ran it in a quarter with this motor. Yeah. And the last time I ran was in Bristol at Thunder Valley. And I think, if I remember right, that's been a year, year and a half ago. I ran um, low 11. Okay. Now, nice. Yeah, that's respectable. Now, well, here's the issue with that. If it had somebody that could really ride a motorcycle, it'd probably go a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is with a factory Dunlop back tire on it. Oh, wow. Nice. And a stock wheelbase. It's not stretched. It's not a wheelie bar or that. Right, regular no, motorcycle, and then 126 horsepower in a Sportster. So uh-huh. it's a handful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you put a Buell front end on there, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. So what happened was it it had a 19 inch, you know, a factory front end narrow glide on it. Yeah. And I couldn't keep the front end down. You would put it in third gear, and as soon as you pull out, and you'd be on one wheel. You put <laughs> it down, you go into second, and you're back on the one wheel. Same thing in third. So I said, okay. So I said, let's. Let's kind of run the front end downhill some, and let's put a Buell front end on it. Let's go from a from a 19 to a 17, yeah, and a whole lot less fork. So I thought maybe I could overcome the fulcrum, and so instead of the motorcycle kind of being rocked to the back, the the, the leverage point would be forward. Push well, it, yeah, push it. So forward. then I, being a real dumbass, <laughs> I added 12 more horsepower <laughs> and put it in the Shinko. Those, that Shinko drag radial on the back. Yeah. And you can, like, stick your finger in it. It's so soft. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, same same thing. Like, it's even worse now. You run in the <laughs> factory yeah. rear shocks? Like, what's the swing arm angle and all that? I don't know. Are, are you hearing, Aaron? Can you hear me? I can hear him some. It's kind all right, of sorry about that. Um, 
are you running the factory rear shocks? Like, what's the swing arm angle at? No, it's uh, the shocks. They're strut. Struts. Oh, he strutted it. How yeah. how how long are they? Hmm. What a question. <laughs> are they are they a stock? Is it around stock, or is it lower? No, it's Pingle only gives you certain options. So you bought them. Yeah, I bought them. I didn't make them. I have yeah. a really bar now. I just haven't. I just finished it, and I haven't had a chance to run it with the wheelie bar like the track closed. Yeah. So when I came here, they had a destroyer that they had sold. Well, they had boxes in where they didn't know what it was, and in those boxes was a destroyer wheelie bar. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. And they Score. they had. It was a three-piece box. There should have been three boxes. Well, they only had two of them. But okay. the, the only pieces that were missing were the stickers that went down the side. Nice. So it so, wasn't exactly perfect, so I took it, I got the struts, I put it on, and it was way too high, like extremely too high. Yeah. So I took it to the machine shop and had them cut a notch out of it and that let it come down. And it's... It's right now. It's it's ready to run. Yeah, so you're not on the wheelie bar at like 10 o'clock trying to see down the track. <laughs> well, and again, Bounce between and the again, two. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. If you had somebody that could really ride, it would be great. I mean, there's a reason why Jimmy Johnson drives the car and checks and now stays in the pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about that earlier. I, I was saying, you know, I know where my, my strengths and weaknesses are, you know, and, and, uh, you know, aesthetics and, and cosmetics and, and uh, uh, color and things like that, they're, they're not my strong point, you know. Uh, I'm well, you're not. colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were being nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, don't hold back. But he don't care. What I, what I understand about the wheelie bar is if you, get it, if you get it wrong, if you get the height adjustment wrong on it, you can come up on the wheelie bar and actually blow the back tire off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the back tire while you're on the wheelie bar. Um, so the adjustment's very critical. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to ride it with it yet. Yeah. I've got the bar about an inch and a half off the ground. How many times a year do you get to take, how many times a year do you get to take the bike out to test and all that? What was that? How many times a year do you get to take the bike out and test? Um, I don't know. We go quite a bit. I, I didn't go as much this year as, you know, as, as I like to, but last year, you know, I bet we went 10, 12 times last year. Yeah. So you're but, like once a month. But, well, that's way better than I land also, speed racing. Yeah. I had a, I had a, my finance manager had a Z06 Corvette and he was drag racing it too. So when he would do that, I would just, Throw my sports in the back of his truck because he was pulling the trailer with the car anyway. Please yeah. say you beat his Corvette. Please so say you beat his Corvette. Yeah, yeah. Please, please tell us you dusted him. That would be so great. <laughs> what 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 was his Corvette running? I can't even remember, dude. I, Twelve, I, is. I, I, Twelve is. <laughs> we'll take it as a win. It's a win. <laughs> it, it had a. It had about 800 horsepower. Ooh. Um, and he could get it to hook? <clears throat> yeah, 
it was I could scaring on the Sportster. I could scaring in a quarter, probably three quarters of the track. Yeah. And then he would come by me. I'm running 100 mile an hour, and it was like he was running 300 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a turbo car? And so it was okay. I don't know why you're, you're my he can't hear seem me. to be going to him too well. Uh, Ask him if it's a turbo car. Is it a turbo car? No. No. No, it's a, it was a, it, you know, obviously the Corvette's coming to 427, the Z06 does. Um, he ran into a guy that had like something like a, like a 446 race block in his Corvette. And that guy was trading, and they weren't going to give him any more money for that. So they swapped, and Travis gave him some boot for that motor and then built that motor. Um, it had a two-step on it. It had about a 200-shot of juice in it. Nice. Um, it was exciting. I mean, it, it was it was the first car I ever rode in that had juice in it. So, like, if it was a like an 83-model S10 pickup truck and you threw gas to it, it was probably like, whoa. But... You're already in a Corvette flying. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred more horsepower in it. It's like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I joked about putting a like a fifty shot on my eight eighty three until it blows up, so I, and then I can force myself to do the twelve seventy five kit. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll look. So like that is my geez. next thing. Um, I have a zippers. I have a zippers nitrous kit. Um, it's made. It, Basically, somebody took an old-school Stage 1 twin cam backing plate, okay. or zippers is who did it, and they, they milled it and then put a nitrous solenoid in it oh. with a nozzle. And uh, so I'm going to order. I have an HPI 55-millimeter on my Sportster. Um, I'm going. Yeah, that's a, that's a big old intake for a Sporty, man. Just to put it in perspective, we're running 58s on these M8s at 128 cubic inches. Yeah. So... I'm big on like stock stuff. I know that sounds strange, but like I, I think that there's a lot of of performance left in stock pieces. Yeah. Um. So, the throttle body. Um. I took an original Sportster throttle body, and bored it out. I sent it to a company called Dan Vance Racing. Okay. And he mm-hmm. he bored it out. I think a Sportster is a 44 millimeter. Uh-huh. Bored it to a 49. And that is what you see on NRHS performance doing 114 horsepower. Yeah. I got to you. get to the 126, I had to go with HPI. And they had just, this was last year, they had just came out with that Sportster throttle body. And I pre ordered it, and they didn't have the parts to make it. And <laughs> I had the entire motor built and was waiting on this. It had to go actually to hammer performance and then I had them port and polish it and then I put it on. Yeah. Well, and another thing that that the stock, speaking of stock parts, you know, when you look at uh, like that Sportster Stage 4 kit that Harley offers, uh-huh. I think that's a 52 millimeter really? throttle body, right, that comes with that? And you know what I, is that is that correct, Mike? It, it is, but the downfall is that that is a very, very throttle body. Great, but the problem is, is the manifold is almost a stock manifold. Right. Yeah. So it has it like you can get it, and it just hits this wall. It, it just bottlenecks it down. 
Well, sure. They they tune it specifically for that setup, though. You know, I mean, they're they're tuning it to take your your stock eight eighty three or twelve hundred, put their kit on with that throttle body. Yeah, if you start changing other stuff, pistons, yeah. things like that, yeah, it's just not tuned for that. Yeah. yeah, and I think those, I think those stage two cams or four stage four cams or whatever, I think they're only like a mid five hundred lift. I don't think it's super radical. Well, I think hammers getting hundred plus horse out of like five sixty lift cams. Six hundred. Um, the hammer. Hammer. No, no they're they're smaller when they're five sixties with the. Uh, what was it? Uh, their like crushed head performance or whatever, mm. and and yeah, they were pushing. I think it was. I think that was the one ten package. I think. I really love my sportster. It is fun. It's the way motorcycles supposed to be. Roy, you know this better than anybody. I have never wore a full face helmet. Yeah. I bought a Simpson Street Bandit to wear with that. But if I had to do it over again, there is no way under the sun I would ever. Cut the case. Yeah. Ever. Because what those guys are doing with a 1275 kit, it isn't worth the headache and the hassle of. Yeah. Especially a rubber mount. Yeah. Turn a rubber mount apart. I agree. The way you have to. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I agree. We I just do. we just talked to one of our coworkers, another Sportster fan that has the 1275 kit that. uh uh, smoked it. He smoked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really and, and he was and he was going to split it, and and he was going to do an eighty, and then we we're like, why don't you just do a ninety? I mean, if you're going to split the cases, and I was like, yeah. fuck it, do a do a hundred inch S and S block on it. But you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think that once you hit that point, one, there's no coming back, and two, now you're talking, you know, a thousand dollars a horse. Yeah. Well, and at that point, how much money are you willing to put into yeah. a Sportster? Right. You know, yeah, and I'm sure Mike, you probably know all about that. Uh, you know, how much money do you want to put in there? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and and it's so much harder. So I don't know of anybody that's done what I've done with fuel injection. Okay. Um, it's usually those guys that are doing it are doing carburetor stuff, and I don't really understand why. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Me and you are kind of. It's, uh, it's because they don't understand thing. it. Yeah, because they don't. They don't understand so who, fuel injection. You're tuning. So I, when I built my motor, I, we didn't have a dyno at the other shop. So I couldn't hardly find anybody to tune it on the related grace gas. So I took it to a guy in. Hang on, I'm okay. It's on the other side of Bristol. Okay. Smith Brothers. And that guy, that guy's name was Lucas. Um, and he did real good. It was it was reasonably close. It wasn't like he was having to take an 883 and, and start turning for this 90-inch kit. You know, yeah. we already had a, an 88-inch kit on it. So yeah. it wasn't totally out of the realm. Um, it, it, it is not, do not put an 88-inch kit on it. Or 90. It is the work is. If I wouldn't have been a tech, there's no way I'd have been able to, to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you had to pay for those labor hours, yeah. Well, and then what happened? I bought the 880, the 88 inch kit on the day that I came to your wedding, Roy. Okay. In in a Tupperware box for four hundred dollars. Oh god. So. And well, then, you bought it from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
so the, the independent shop was buying bikes on the auction on the internet it comes across the auction he wants to buy a sportster for his girlfriend it says hey bike doesn't run so he says well shit I'm a tech I can buy it and fix it so he gets it and he realizes oh crap this is this is a big boy kit so he, he takes it off and he, he says I don't want it I just want it to be a 1200 so it's, it's in this box and he tried to sell it before, and he just wanted way too much for it. And, and he got in a money bind about a year later. And I gave him $400 for it. <laughs> That's awesome. It had broke It had broke two teeth on the drive cam. Okay. And that's the reason why it wasn't running. Um, but it was for a carburetor. Uh, the, difference between, the difference between a carburetor's head... And the ESI head, and I did not know this, was the the intake manifold spacing is different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I can't remember which way it is. So I called Hammer Performance. I told them what I had. They said, no, you can't do it. So I, then I called NRHS, and he was like, yeah, you, you know, we can absolutely do it. Well, no, nice. you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> can't. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> they, they called me back. <laughs> they called me back and said, we can't do it, but I have a really good deal on a set of heads that will work because yours are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so the heads are the, really the only thing that I kept from that original $400 kit um, was the cylinders. The cylinders and gems are all the rock. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about right. Well, the gyms roller rockers are worth 800 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, then, and so then, it's a money pit. I want to put it and leave it alone. I, I put a, when I did the 88 inch, the 88 inch kit, under really hard acceleration, when you would get to about 100 miles an hour, it would get this really, really lazy wobble to it. Yeah. Well, when, when you would get to about 110, this wobble was nowhere near as lazy as it had been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what was happening, if, if you if you mess with fuel, what was happening was the powertrain, the, the, the harmonics of it was shifting back and forth in the frame, kind of like a like a rubber mount now, like a like a torn bike yeah. with, bad, with bad rubber mounts. So, fuel, in his infinite wisdom. If you've ever seen a bill head and a sportster head, on the back is a little pad rear of the spark plug hole, kind of like there is for the horn bracket, that Buell drilled and put a tie link back to the frame yeah. to hold the motor. Well, sportster don't have that. So the only other option is Vance and Hines makes polyurethane rear motor mounts that are mandatory to be ran in the XR circuit. Yeah. So that goes in. Well, now it it vibrates considerably more, but no more lazy wobble. Yeah. It's yeah. All, all, all that stuff that that nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you the know, thing. You know, you go online. Oh, I'm going to do this to my bike, and then six months later, you're like, I don't understand why this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's racing, man. And that's even the, those yeah. of us that know what we're doing. We still end up that way. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious to get that power. Uh, what kind of injectors are you running with that setup? Did you hear that, Mike? What kind of injectors are you running on that? Uh, yellow bands, six point two. Six point two. Yeah. 
their uh, their HPIs. If I had to do it again, there's a company in Florida. I don't know the name of them. The HPIs just have one monster hole in the center of them. Yeah. Basically a garden hose. There's a company in Florida that will build you an injector and put just ever how many, you know, 16 or 32 pin hole, and it helps with atomization. That's what I really wished I'd have went with. How long ago did you get the buy the injectors? Say that one more time. How long ago did you buy the injectors? How long, how long have I had the injectors? Yeah, how long ago did you buy them? Uh, a long time, because when I built my soft tail, I outflowed the stock injectors, and I originally bought, like, we backed the soft tail up some so I wouldn't outflow it. The duty cycle on the injectors in that is like, they're almost wide open, they're like 95%. Wow. Yeah, that's way over. <laughs> yeah. So, they'll hold, trust me, they will hold for a long time. I've been, we've got 50,000 miles on it, but it's way open. So I originally <laughs> bought them for that. Uh, and then, as I started the sports build, I was like, oh shit, wait a minute, I've got some injectors, this is great. <laughs> Took them off your other bike. Well, I never put them in. They were, they were. Oh, okay. Yeah, I originally planned to to build my soft tail more, but you know, I just was buying stuff, and I didn't really have much, honestly. And I was like, "Well, shit, I'll just use these." And so now I, I don't really even ride the soft tail much. Yeah. Now, how many how many bikes you got, Mike? <sighs> I think I have seven. Yeah, if, it's, if, it start, if it starts with it, let me think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know you got a, a plethora of bikes. Um, you you got what you don't. You have an old uh, V sixty five Magna too, don't you? I do. I have a V sixty five Magna. Yeah. In the same place it was when I met you. Yeah. I I used to have a V sixty five Magna. I bought it. I bought it out of the paper for five hundred bucks because it didn't run. Needed a battery and the carburetor's cleaned, and so I did it right there in the parking lot of the guy's hotel. I think I was thirteen, <laughs> and started it up, rode it off. Man, was he pissed! Because <laughs> it was only like three or four years old at the time. Yeah, I wrecked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are. So I have rode some really fast Harley. Yeah. That V65 will outrun every one of them. <laughs> yeah, those things are fast, man. They're fun little bikes. And you got a, you have a VMAX, too, don't you? Yeah. The, so, so those two, I didn't know you were going to go to the archive. Well, you know, <laughs> it, you, know you never know what's going to happen. It, it comes up. Those two, those two were not included in the seven. Oh, God. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> nice. So, so, what, you got seven Harleys? Is that what it is? I have... Yeah, well, I have six Harleys and a Buell. And a Buell. So, yeah, you got seven Harleys. That's fine. I, I consider Buell a Harley. Well, I, the Buell is maybe the best story of all of them. I bought it for $100. Oh, God. What kind of Buell is it? It is an M2. Okay. Cyclone? Yeah, I've, I've never rode it. it uh, when I got here, it had came to this Harley shop. Uh, it wasn't charging. They picked it up on a rollback, and they dropped it. Save no more. I'll buy it for $300 right now. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said, say no more. I'll buy it for $300 right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got them the same thing. He said, I'll give you two grand for it. I'm like, oh, shit. 
yeah, that's hard to say no to, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, hell, whatever. But anyway, so they drop it. They don't really hurt it. They break the foot peg off of it and mess like the mirror up. And so we diagnose it. This is long before I come. Um, they call the guy. That was the last time they heard from it. Um, they pushed it across the street. I get here. It has been here almost a year. There's a store door quarter on it for $13,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy who brought it was not the guy that owned it. Um, so we fought for a mechanics lien on it with the DMV. The DMV, we didn't know this at the time, but the DMV got in contact with the guy that owned it. And he was a Navy SEAL. Now, he wasn't like a Navy SEAL like what you see on TV, but he was in the SEAL division. And he, when the SEALs went out and there was like some bombs or something, he was the person that went and defused the bomb. Okay, so he's EOD, I'm guessing, or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. So he comes and he's pissed because he thought all along this guy has had his motorcycle. Oh. Um. So they work out a deal. He has to pay a couple, whatever, four, maybe 400 bucks. And so I let him pay his money, and I said, okay, now that we've got this straight, you want to sell it? He said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you want for it? He, he said, well, for, he said, will you give me $100 for it? And I said, yeah. Yes. But I'm so, he said, I'm so glad. He said, I did not bring straps. He said, and I was going to take this home and call my buddies, and we were going to come over and drink beer. And we were literally going to blow this thing up. <laughs> Put stuff mm-hmm. around it and blow it up in the sky. That sounds like fun. So I'm glad that I had, I got the chance to save that. I got a title and it's not that bad. You got there. This stuff went crazy. I'm, I'm wondering if that's in the headphones or the microphones. It might be just in our headphones. We'll find out when I get to recording later. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Like I said, we just wanted to holler at you today and uh, shout a little bit about the uh, sporty project you got there. Uh, you know, like I said, we were talking about exhaust and things like that, and that big inch sporty was on my mind. So, did we find out what he's running for a pipe on that? Yeah, what are you running for a pipe on that? So it has a Patriot Defender. Okay, that's the one. That's the one the hammer site said that we were talking about earlier. I couldn't remember the name of. Um, that's the one they said puts out the most power. When you text me about exhaust, I was like, holy shit, that's the part I know the least about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because hammer, hammer does all the research for you. Yeah. He, you know, you compare all these other pipes to the Defender. Well, okay, Defender it is. Yeah, I can't make up my mind whether I like the way it looks or not. I, I, I can't say it's horrible, but I can't say it's great. And so, like, I look at it, and I'm like, mm, I can't make up my mind. <laughs> it, it it works very well. Um, it has the flap. If You you kind of read it, but you don't get a real good concept of how the flap works. So it has a perforated baffle in it, kind of like yeah. a D&D or whatever. But with D&D, you, and I like D&D, but here it is. Hang it on. I hope it works. Um with the Patriot, you have the flats. So you have the ability to adjust, adjust the back pressure. Yeah. Uh, which kind of old school thunder header like with the tabs that you bend and stuff. Yeah, the new new ones aren't that way. Um, it's really low to the ground, so 
you know how I like to drag shit and throw sparks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so on day number two, I slammed it into the ground, and it actually broke it away from the bracket. So you you can actually grab the muffler and just pull it out from the bike, so we had to weld that. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember when you put them short shots on that sporty when we were down in Florida, and I don't think you made it an hour or two before you scraped the shit out of things going around the turn, came back cussing and hollering. <laughs> yeah, those had those had three or four times the ground clearance that this Patriot defender does. Oh, really? Wow. Oh yeah, and then so it's it's at least with Vance and Hines, like I feel like those people may have a motorcycle there that they're boating exhaust to. Maybe just one. With Patriot, Patriot did car stuff. Like, they were more like Flowmaster website, sort of. Yeah. Um, I think they just got extremely lucky and it works. Um, the front <laughs> O2 sensor, the front O2 sensor was actually laying on the front motor mount <laughs> on, like, the hind joint. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I've I had to take that. it out and cap it, and I ordered a weld-in O2 sensor from Jim's, and then I had to buy another O2 sensor. And so now it's more on, like, the outside. I, I didn't really care enough for hiding it. I mean, can't is, is he running the O2 sensors on the race gas? Are you running O2 sensors on the race gas? Absolutely not. Okay. So again, they fall out real bad. They're chasing tail. Yeah. Um, they are, they're, they're in there, but they're turned off. Gotcha. With with the super turner, like they're using. yeah, it's all an open loop. Um, yeah, the leaded the leaded gas probably fucks with them. Okay. It fouls them. Yeah, yeah, they just ruins them in like a hundred miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, now if you want, they say you can run them. Um, there are Bosch makes an iridium. I want to say an iridium O2 sensor, and it looks really funny on the end. And it will eventually uh, go bad because of the lead. Um, but it's a whole lot more tolerant to it. A lot of people just burn them off. Just take like a torch and burn them. Yeah. Burn the lead out of them and put them right back in. And they say they work really good. Huh. I've never heard that before. It's probably yeah. It's probably quite an expense to it being a Bosch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're I know the, yeah. the wideband sensors for the uh, dyno those are Cadillac yeah I was going to say it's like and, a, a two door Cadillac or something yeah, weird there's a like a CTS, small Katerra like or yeah a or one of those what, do you remember Mike which Cadillac the dyno oh you you haven't had a dyno I thought you? they were CTS I do now you do now and they're like 190 bucks yeah yeah because you know the the oxygen sensors in the dyno um, are a Cadillac part number I don't know huh. if you knew that. Um, if, if you remind me sometime, you know, outside of this, uh, my buddy can, I can tell you exact part number and everything. He probably knows it. Um, but yeah, it's a Cadillac and it's actually cheaper to go buy the Cadillac one than it is to go through DinoJet and buy another one. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you can yeah. get it at like Napa. Yeah. You go to like Napa or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and you just order the Cadillac one and it's the same exact thing. Yeah. So. They, yeah. They have a Bosch part number right on the side of them. So are you guys using WinPEP 8? No, not yet. But we're going to be soon because WinPEP 7, as of tomorrow, has no support. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of pump? The e- I, EGA? I don't know what you mean. The EGA? 
I don't know what you mean. What do you mean pump? Yeah, what, what, what do you mean what kind of, for the EGR pump? So there, there, there are two there are two kinds, and one works off of like a reed valve. And then they updated, and it's it's so much of a better pump. My everything I have that is dyno wise, other than the actual room, is outdated by about thirty five years. It seems. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sometimes it feels like we're not far behind there. Yeah, we had a guy named Mike Daniels of Daniels Performance. He actually teaches the dyno class at Harley Davidson. Okay. Um, him and there's another guy named Russ Fulham. Yep. Russ Fulham is there full time. Yeah, Russ, they, Russ teaches for DinoJet. They both, um, they both owned Daniel's Performance. Uh-huh. So I paid Mike Daniel's to come and train us, me and the tech I have now, and there was another boy. He came in either January or February, and he trained us on uh, street tuner and on power vision. Mm-hmm. But the, the cool thing with that was, was not only did he go through and, you know, all the training, but he he let us, he showed us how to work on the dyno. Yeah, how to calibrate it. And, okay, yeah. Um, which, to me, was really cool. Like, I'm more into that shit anyway. So, so you got trained on how to do power vision, but yet you still have a super tuner on your race bike. <laughs> yeah. So, the power vision will come when I do the nitrous. Yeah. Because that way I can run a regular map. It gives me the ability to have those different options. Yeah. Uh, the slot. Yeah, the slots on those. So you're gonna put in, you're gonna put the whole unit on your bike. I said you're going to put the whole unit on your bike, the whole Power Vision unit. Right, yeah. And and so what I'll do is is, is then if I don't want to run the juice, well, I can just click and load load a map for no nitrous. If no. I want to run it, then just go in and load the map for the nitrous and let it do its time and adjustment. Is he also going to run um, fuel enrichment on that, or is he going to rely on the stock injector or those injectors that he's running to uh, calibrate the fuel as well? So you mean is he running a separate fuel system? Exactly. Is he gonna have a fuel yeah. is he gonna run a fuel cylinder? Fuel system, are you gonna run like a wet system or are you gonna just depend on your well, stock injector or those six point two injectors? I had I had threw that idea around about how I was gonna control it, like with a standalone fuel system. Yeah. Um but with me running with me running race gas already my understanding of it, there isn't a whole lot of need because you already usually what goes in the standalone is a whole lot higher octane. Like in my buddy's Corvette, uh-huh. he would run regular pump gas through the fuel pump, and then when he would come up on the juice, we would run race gas in the standalone, and it would have its own separate pump. Uh, yeah. So with me running race gas already, there isn't a point. Yeah. So it's not going to be that big a shot. It's going to be a small enough shot where you can run on the fact uh, those those yellow bands and it'll carry it. Yeah, you're not doing like a 200 shot or anything. You're you're going pretty small with the shot then. Oh no, I don't think the bottom end to hold. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now it has a it has an XR crank in it. Okay. The same thing. Buell went to it in '03. 
uh, in the XBs, and then we used it in the XR. Uh, so it's a much stronger crank. It's three pounds lighter. And that's the reason I did that was because not only for the weight, I wanted it to rev up a lot quicker. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to put the juice on it. But still, you're st- you still have aluminum trying to hold two roller bearings way out here on this, whatever, 25, 30 pound thing spinning around. Yeah. So when you throw this monster amount of horsepower to it, I just worry about it blowing the bottom out of the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, this sporty motor was never meant for that anyways. You know, that case wasn't well, designed for that. So. And just as an example, so when I did my 88-inch kit, I told you I used the cylinders from that. Well, those are just like, you know, regular cylinders, aluminum cylinder, like what we use every day, except they're bigger. Um, when I went to the 90-inch kit with those kind of numbers, I had to go to a cast iron cylinder because they said that the motor would flex so much it would crack right across the top of the lifter blocks. <laughs> like right as the, where the cylinders went in the case, where we were already thin. Yeah. Crack the case right there. Was that was that 88 kit, was that a, an aluminum and iron, or was that an iron cylinder? It's probably how it was an aluminum. Aluminum On the 88. Iron. Yeah. I know when they go 90, they say you have to go iron. Yeah, and that's when because it, it'll crack it'll crack right across the top of the case and the, the iron gives it um, rigidity. Yeah. It, it also adds about six pounds to the overall motorcycle. Um, they're about three pounds more. Wow. Pounds. <laughs> it seems like a lot. <laughs> well, it is. It sounds like a lot, yeah. Uh, um, it is. It absolutely is. So, And there's no free launches. <laughs> yeah. Weight is a, yeah. Weight is a big thing. Um, so when you when you put a three pound lighter flywheel on it, but then you add six pounds of the cylinder, and then you add all this piston dome weight, uh, it, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Uh, I think I'm going to get you off of here, and uh, we're going to move along. And uh, I'm probably going to call you back one of these times, and uh, we're going to talk about something else, man. Well, call me back. Maybe maybe I'll be more suited in a in a different topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man not a problem well it was good talking to you brother all right Roy. thank all you right. Paul. we'll see you later yeah man thanks so i think we've run a little late for uh making my other call tonight but um you know for the most part i think we've uh pretty much wrapped up a good amount of time here. yeah it covered some good ground man yeah i uh i'm i'm curious because uh like my my little recorder here is in like seconds, and it's at like two thousand three hundred or something. I have no idea how much time that is. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck does it in seconds? Like I don't understand. Uh, I, I've never counted over sixty seconds. There's no need to because you, you get a minute and then it's easier. So yeah, and then you're then you're at one. But well, yeah, you know, um, we'll get together the next time and um, pick something else. See if we can't get somebody else in here with us, and uh, maybe I can get the phones working a little better in the meantime. <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't understand why he wasn't hearing you guys. Um, but that's it was, it was probably us. Right. We were probably too far away from the microphone. It's very possible. Yeah, well, you know, because be. you know we might be real faint. Yeah, it could have been. It sounds good here. We, we weren't doing the right. Show thing one. Our mic hands. technique sucked. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we probably didn't have our tongues stuck out right or we weren't doing the right things with our hands. You know? Yeah. But, I'd imagine. All right, man. Well, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any exit music. I, I didn't plan ahead for any exit music. So. Hold on. Um, you think you got something over there? Yeah, I got something. Hold on. We got exit music. Music, don't worry. <laughs> exit music. Get down, get down, Funk Master Flex, and be clear. All the big dogs know that the man's sister cup rules the street. And if you haven't heard that joint, turn my headphones up. You need to get with it. Act like you want it. Watch out for your mouth. All this is hot. What? Let me head back right there. Yep. Turn my headphones up. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.